0: Welcome to the Unmothered podcast. Join me as we explore all the feelings and confusion surrounding the mother-daughter bond. Laugh with me, cry with me, and learn new ways to cope with what can be a very lonely existence without a mother to rely on. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Hello, peeps. Well, today we're doing a special episode in honor of October being Pregnancy and Infant Loss Awareness Month. Uh, Dominique and I decided that we just couldn't let this month go by without talking about uh, pregnancy loss, and this includes miscarriage or the loss of a child, and being that I did lose a child, and I am going to talk about two miscarriages that I had that I normally don't really talk about, and I feel like it needs to have a voice too so that those mamas out there that are trying to have babies don't feel alone. We are going to do the story of my son today, and so I'm just going to give a little pre-warning that um, we're hitting about some hard topics, and I don't want to trigger anybody or put you through any undue pain, so I'm just putting a little label warning on here first that we are going to talk about losing a child and miscarriage, and so if that's something that you would rather skip, you may not want to listen in on this podcast episode. I think it's an important topic and one that a lot of times people do shy away from because it is so hard and it's so sad. So I believe that this is a subject that needs to be talked about so that women don't feel alone and and just left out of something where people, women especially I think take pregnancy for granted. So what I hear a lot of times, and it's well meant, I'm not trying to put anyone down, but this is happening sometimes with my younger daughter who's not married yet is like, you know, we, we as women do the typical questions, right? Like, when are you guys getting married? And and really, you don't even know, like, if, this, <laughs> if they're dating someone, you're like, do I even want her to marry this person? I don't know. So then somebody comes up and does that. Then the couple gets married, and the next question is always, when are you going to have babies? Well, we all know in this society right now, and, you know... I kind of have my suspicions of why this is happening but obviously not a doctor so disclaiming that <laughs> just uh there are a lot of infertility issues happening with young women and I just think it's crazy insane and definitely think that there's some things in the environment and things that we're doing that are not healthy and so I think it does matter um or maybe we just weren't talking about it as much but I I don't know, you know, like that's a whole nother subject, but there's this unspoken thing that you're just supposed to have a baby and it's supposed to be fine. And it's supposed to come out healthy. And no one ever talks about the complications. No one ever talks about, you know, there are women that young girls that are getting pregnant and having miscarriages and uh, trying to have babies and they don't tell anyone. And so then people they'll go to a dinner and then people say, when are you guys having babies? Well, you don't know if this woman has had, you know, two or three or four miscarriages and she is trying to have a baby and she's not going to share that with you. So I'm just going to go through my story first and just want to encourage you guys that, that women can do hard things and there will be hard things in your life and we can overcome them with the belief of faith, with good support And with lots of love. So let me go through my story first, and then we'll kind of talk about some points to cover. When I was 25 years old, well, let me go back. I'm going to go back to my first miscarriage. When I was 18 years old, I was in a relationship with a boy that I thought I loved, (laughs) and um just like all the other boys that I was dating during that time in my early 20s too they all cheated on me and this one particular boy that I liked he had he'd come from a really hard family and so I really adored him because I know that he he suffered he lost his dad at at three years old and I know he suffered a lot in his life and so I had a heart for him. We had some really good conversations but you know he was damaged and I was damaged and so we thought we were in love and we were dating for a couple of years and this one particular day I was at his house and and I thought I was just having like a heavy kind of period and then I I started feeling really weird. My body started feeling really weird and so I wanted to just go home. I just, I just knew something was off, and I didn't want him to be a part of it. And so, um, and you know, at eighteen, you don't share those <laughs> things with your boyfriend, like oh, having a really bad period or whatever. You just don't want to deal with that. And back in the seventies, you didn't talk about that stuff at all. And um, and also, I'm, I'm like this memory popped up where you know in the seventies, we're all wearing hip huggers. Like there was very little clothing on, you know, like little half tops, hip huggers, didn't have a lot of clothes to cover up things if something was going to go wrong. So I remember, uh, for some reason, my car was not working or something and my brother had dropped me off. So I called my brother and I said, Hey, I need you to come get me like right now, because I just felt something really off in my body. And so he did, he came and on the way to my house, I really started feeling bad and so without going into any gory details I went into the our bathroom and something wasn't right and so I you know didn't have a mom around I lived with my dad and my brother I just was like I'm in a house full of men I cannot talk about this at all and so as we do when you're young and you don't know you shove the emotions down, and so I, I cleaned everything up as best I could. I knew something was off. It was very different from anything I'd ever experienced, and and so I I actually forgot for about this whole scenario for many, many years because I had shoved it that far down where I wasn't allowed to feel the grief of, listen, you just lost a baby, and... So I went on with my life and, you know, never told anyone. I stayed in bed for a few days, you know, got myself back to health and just carried on like nothing had happened. So now fast forward, I'm 25 years old. I'm ready to get married. <laughs> Let me just pick whoever. And that's literally I I was started dating this guy that was not a stranger, our our um family were friends so I, we'd known each other since birth and you know he was very intelligent and we just we had good conversations we laughed he owned a home like all the good things so i pretty much was moving in with him i had my own place but i was over there a lot and um of course like 25 and i find out i'm pregnant again and he's like great we'll get married and i'm thinking oh okay I guess that's time to do that. Everybody was getting married at that time. So it was like, yeah, it's time to get married. And we were going to have this baby. And so we started kind of making plans for that. And we, we, his family started making plans, wedding plans. Cause I, again, didn't have a mom around and didn't really even know what I wanted. Hadn't really, I mean, I'd looked at like pretty white dresses and things like that. Didn't really know what I wanted in a wedding Uh, as far as the day. And so they took over, big Italian family. They're like, we'll do it for you. And so it was really sweet. And they, they did all these things. It wasn't really probably my dream wedding, but it was like sweet that they took over and really wanted to make it special for me. I just honestly didn't even know what I wanted. So as the weeks went on, one day I was at work and same thing, started bleeding and thought, This is this feels weird. And I had already I had taken a pregnancy test, found out I was pregnant, and so you know, we, we knew we were having a baby, and so I knew something was wrong. I called my boyfriend at the time then, my two B husband, and I said, Something's wrong, we need to go to the doctor. Went to the doctor, he took some tests, he came back, he said, Well, you were pregnant but you're, you're not pregnant now. Now that one was not as much, it wasn't as dramatic as the other thing that had happened to me. So it was more like spotting and just, you know, it wasn't really anything. The, the first miscarriage was very dramatic. Um, you definitely knew it was a miscarriage, this one, not so much. And so I was a little confused and I, uh, and also, you know, to be honest, a little relieved because I thought, yeah, I don't know if I'm ready for all of this. And we're kind of jumping the gun. We were dating and now it's like we're talking pregnancy and weddings and all this. And so I I said, okay, great. We can put a pause on the wedding. And he said, no, 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 that's not why I asked you to marry me. I asked you to marry me because I really love you. It has nothing to do with the baby. Like that was a bonus and very all sweet, like very sweet things to say. and made me feel very loved. And so I'm grateful for that. So we did, we continued with the wedding, we got married. Even though I felt like even walking down the aisle, I was like, I'm not sure I'm ready for this. Six months after the wedding, it was not good. There was just things that we weren't like on the same page with. And there was just, there was a lot of issues and I walked out after six months. I know I broke his heart, and I feel bad about that to this day. It was not my intention, but I just knew that he wasn't the person I was supposed to be with. And so um, we were talking for a few months after. We were trying to figure things out, and in between that time, found out I was pregnant again. And so I just figured, well, this is where God wants me to be. I'm just going to continue on and go back to this person and raise a uh, raise a raise family and I, I just wanted to be a good mom, and so I was committed to that. I had my baby boy in Jan- January 16th, and he was a very hard pregnancy. I was in labor for 24 hours before they did a C-section, and I'll tell you why. My baby boy, Linton Miles, was 9 pounds and 13 ounces, <laughs> So for all of you girls out there saying pregnancy's a breeze labor's no problem. I'm like hmm try having a 10 pound baby coming out <laughs> it's a problem And also just to uh, do a side note, both my girls were nine pounds also so <laughs> so you know I'm the doctor said that you're just predispositioned to have big babies so it was it's been crazy but um, I struggled through that labor and, Finally had this big, beautiful baby boy. And three days later, uh, find out that he had was born with congenital heart disease. And I'll spare you all the details. It's If you want to read more about it, it is in my book, Unmothered. And I do go into more detail there. But what happened was Linton was rushed to Stanford Hospital. He had heart surgery at three days old we continued to go up and visit him in the NICU and then after 2 weeks there was no brain activity at all and we had to make the choice to take him off life support okay 26 years old delivered a healthy baby so i thought in a marriage that's <laughs> a little crazy not it's not going well but it's okay and having to make this decision to take him off life support It's enough to knock you to your knees on a good day, but when you have all these other things going on in your life, it was, and to this day, the most devastating thing I've ever gone through in my whole life. Like, just such pain, such confusion, um, fear... Just every word I can think of of trauma, just it all came pouring down into my body, into my mind. And I don't really talk about the miscarriages because I thought, well, those are little side issues. But as I started thinking about doing this episode, I was like, wow, you know, honestly, if you count in the two miscarriages, the baby I lost, I had an abortion at 20, I have two living children, like I've had six children. And, you know, that's a lot of history. And so just as a side note, for people who say it doesn't matter, you know, those babies don't count. Well, you can say that, but your body hasn't, your body hasn't gone through that, but my body has. And so my body has carried six children, not to full term, but there you go. And they all matter. And so I want you to know that if you have suffered through a miscarriage and you're struggling with that, it does matter and you do matter and you should mourn that baby and count that baby and never discount that child, no matter what the circumstances. The loss of a baby is just something that you can, you never get over. So here's the thing. I manage my pain from that. I am somewhat healed from that? Am I ever going to be completely healed from that? No, of course not. Like right now I could bust out in tears, but I want to finish this podcast and not be a distraction. And so I have learned to be grateful for the things that I know have come since Linton has passed that are such beautiful, awesome things. They come alongside and they partner. They never take the place of losing that baby. He's my firstborn. He's my, you know, all the way firstborn, gave birth to him. He will always be my most honored child. But if I sit in the pain of just grieving over him, lo- losing, losing him forever, I don't get to fully enjoy the joy of like what I have in my life now, which is, two beautiful daughters, two beautiful grandchildren, prayerfully more on the way, <laughs> and seeing how life is just, it's, it's circular, Like it just keeps going around and around. There's just more and more and more. So you can come up and partner with that. And it is all good. A couple of things that I just want to touch upon as we um, close on this. I just wanted to honor... Pregnancy and Infant Loss Awareness Month. I just want to, oh, I wish I could just hug all of you and tell you that I I see you and I I feel what you're feeling. and, And, you know, I'm here for you. If you want to leave comments about this particular episode and you have a story to tell, I would love to hear from you. So one of the things I just want to cover is that just because you're young, it doesn't mean that you're gonna escape life's suffering. And how do you maneuver through that? So when when you are in your twenties, I see this a lot with young girls where you know they get married, they're having all this fun time, they may have just gotten um pregnant and they just think like they have it all together. Like, oh, this is how marriage is and this is how life is going. But I'm just here to tell you, you know, life takes many twists and turns. And so you will have suffering. It may not be through this, but it may be through something else. But just because you're young doesn't mean that you're not going to go through something that's extremely hard and tough and that you don't have an answer for. And there is no understanding it, and there's no... You can't wrap it up in a nice little bow and say, that happened, but now this over here, and we're good. As much as I enjoy my life the way it is right now, I there's always a piece of me that misses Linton horribly. And every January... Every January, I miss him, and it's been... 37 years. Okay, was gonna try not to cry through this. But you know, it's it's something that you will never you don't get over. And so I want to let you know that um, the suffering will still be there It will always be there. But you do get to partner along with different things in your life that will be okay, it will be okay. And you're going to love hard and you're going to Super appreciate. Here's the thing that I've learned is that I believe babies are miracles because I've seen it go horribly wrong. And so until you have witnessed that and seen and been, spend a day in a NICU, let me tell you, you will see amazing doctors and nurses that do things for these young babies that are unbelievable. And I never knew and and respected that until I was in the middle of that and had to live through that. Who do we reach out for, for help, for that? So definitely therapy and counseling is something that you need to do. If you've gone through this kind of um, tragedy, you have to talk and cry and and get it out to other people. It's so important. It was something I didn't do for many years. It was something that my ex-husband, we are no longer together, uh, he didn't feel that we needed it. I felt that we did, and that was a, a big thing where we kind of had differences and it took me years and years later to start getting therapy and really talk about different things and and i I think there's still probably some things that uh need to be clearing out forever We'll always be um going through some of those hard things like I said i I had forgotten about the first miscarriage when I was eighteen and you know, those are things that your your body and your emotions hold on to and we forget. And, and then something hits you and it just comes rising up to the surface. So just know that if you're young and you're going through hard times, you know, there there is places for help and you can maneuver through that suffering. You don't have to stay in that suffering. And also your voice matters. So Please don't feel like you have to keep that a secret from anyone. And you again do that with somebody who's safe. Do it with someone that you trust. You don't need to tell every single person. And I don't always tell people like, oh, I have three children. One one died. You know, it's a weird topic. If you're at a wedding reception and somebody's like, hey, how many kids do you have? It's a weird place. You always have to like question it. Like, is this a time when I can have that discussion? Or and it depends. You know, if you if it's somebody that is very gentle and soft, and you can go, well, you know, I, I did have a son many years ago, and and I will say that, and then we'll go into the story, and I, you know, have two living daughters now, and but sometimes I just say, I have two two daughters and two grand, grandkids. It's all you need to do. Are we being honest with things that happen to us as women with other women? Please share your stories if it's appropriate. Like if you're in a small setting, if you're in a small group and someone is talking about their miscarriage or the loss of their child, and you have experienced that and walked through it, and you are getting the healing from it, please share that, that experience with them so that they don't feel like they're the only ones. Because I know for many, many years, for one thing, I was the only person that anyone in my town knew that had really lost a baby in that way. And then years later, several different things happened. We had a friend who got in a car accident and she was pregnant and she lost her baby. From that, there was was a few other stories. And people would call me and say, will you go talk to so-and-so? She just lost her baby. And I said, if she wants to talk about it, then I am here, but she needs to call me. You can't offer that help until that person is ready. It's not fair to like throw your stuff into their lap. And also you're there to sit and listen to their story. You're not there to compare stories. And so please don't do that if somebody's sharing with you about their hard story and you're like, oh, well, let me tell you about my hard story. It's not a, it's not a tit for tat. So Be willing that if somebody is like, hey, I know you've gone through this. Can you please come and sit with me and I just want to talk to you about it? Listen more than you talk. Only offer things that they specifically ask you for. That's really important because your story is your own. Their story is their own. And you really want to be respectful of that. And the last thing I want to do is just reach out to other um, women who have gone through this. And the one girl that I adore is Vanessa. And I'm going to put this in the show notes. It's Vanessa lowercase C slash Gerardo. And it's G-U-A-R-D-A-D-O. Vanessa does beautiful custom memorial shirts for bereaved mamas. She is a mom that lost a baby boy. And she now has two little boys. And she writes about pregnancy loss, pregnancy and infant loss. She's a support facilitator. She is amazing. She's a personal friend of mine. And I would encourage you to reach out, follow her on Instagram, and just reach out to her personally, too. I'm sure she would love to help in any way that she can. This is a community, whenever I can share people that I know from different places and they have some kind of a platform, I'm always going to share those people with you because listen, it takes a village to raise a child. It takes a village to gather around you when you lose a child. And I want you all to know that no matter what, there is a God that will walk beside you and guide you through these hard things and also take your time there's no time limit on grief it doesn't it doesn't go away after a certain time you already heard me crying like it it is something that will live with you forever but you can learn how to manage it and we just want you guys to be the healthiest you can be and get all the information you can get so that if you have had a miscarriage and you're afraid to get pregnant again reach out and find people that can help you with that. Um, Maybe it's something, you know, that you could do that will help. Maybe it's just the listening will help. Information is always good. And so that is all I want to say on this. I just want to honor all of the mamas out there that have suffered pregnancy or infant loss. We see you. We believe in you. God loves you. And until next time, peeps, thank you so much for listening to this special episode and we will see you next time. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you want to get connected with other women who share your unmothered heart, head on over to my private unmothered Facebook community group. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review for this podcast to help me share this message with other listeners. All the links mentioned in today's episode will be in the show notes below. Bye, peeps!